following is the English translation of Pastor Mong Wu's teaching on the book of Leviticus, chapter 7 to 8, translated by Ray. Read the Bible every day so you will be full of faith. So today, let's read Leviticus chapter 7 and 8. Remember, in the second half of chapter 6 to chapter 7, actually from chapter 1 to chapter 7, why does God explain these five offerings so clearly in so much detail? The burnt offering, grain offering, peace offering, sin offering, and guilt offering. Why does he have to explain it in so much detail? It's actually because he has this expectation. is that God wants his interaction with us has no hindrance from sin. And God is very passionate in his soul desire that he wants us to live out his glorious image. So that's why in chapter 7 from verse 1 to 10 is actually telling us after we provide the burnt offering and next is the grain offering and after the peace offering when we are now offering the sin offering and guilt offering in this process, God is actually giving us four very important blessings. And these blessings are also something that in our maturation as a Christians that we can continue to see the increase of God's grace in our everyday life. So now let's look at these four blessings that God want to give us. So verse 7, the guilt offering is just like the sin offering. There is one law for them. The priest who makes atonement with it shall have it. So when the priest is making the sin offering, the priest can also obtain the sacrifice. So not just the one who make the offering can receive provision but the priest also received the provision so here this recording is actually very special what does it mean it means that when we are serving others when we are praying for others when we are serving at church when we share the gospel when we see someone repent and get rid of sin and wants to live a holy life we all share the spoil and we share the joy so today we can ask god god may you give me this joy and this joy is that whenever i see someone's life being mature or when I see someone love you, get rid of sin, and believe in Jesus, and they receive your salvation, I can always have this joy from you, that I will see that this joy will continue to increase inside me. So this is the first prayer that you can make to the Lord today. And the second blessing is in verse 8, And the priest who offers any man's burnt offering shall have for himself the skin of the burnt offering that he has offered. So here we can receive the skin of the sacrifice. Here here in the Bible, either it's the skin from the burnt offering or the skin from the guilt offering. Actually, it's all talking about one thing. is that God wants to continue to clothe us with his glory, with his cover, with his presence. He wants to continue to add it onto us so that we can continue to experience this joy. The joy when we are serving, the joy when we see someone's life have a breakthrough. I first receive this joy, but next, when I'm praying for this person, when I'm I'm leading this person, pastoring them, God will also add on this skin onto me. God will give me his glory, his beauty, his favor and honor onto me. He will continue to cover me, to add to me. So today I want to encourage anyone who is serving the Lord. Maybe you are an intercessor. Maybe you are an evangelist. Maybe you are a pastor or maybe you do this caring and visiting for people. You can ask God, God, may you add the joy onto me. May you also 
answer my prayer when I'm interceding for others. May you add to me the skin, add to me your glory, your beauty, your favor and joy, your cover. And so this is the blessing that God wants to give to his priests. And the third blessing is in verse 9. And every grain offering baked in the oven and all that is prepared on a pan or a griddle shall belong to the priest who offers it. So life can provide to another life. When we are making the sin offering or guilt offering, someone's life transformation can also provide to me. I can also receive the same transformation, the same blessing. So when their life have a breakthrough, I can also be provided and this will become my spiritual bread. So you know, sometimes when we are interceding for others, maybe other people don't really know that. Maybe I go visit someone, care for someone or serve some weak person or maybe I have been passing someone for so long and today I see them have a breakthrough and they grow and then they share this testimony on the stage. Many people see their transformation, see their breakthrough and longing for their testimony. Oh, then someone will say, oh, then what about me? I have been praying for so much. I have been leading them for so much. So you know, some person will start to have disappointment or have a sense of loss. But here you shouldn't be worried about it because his breakthrough his in his life, it will become your greatest joy. And also God will add his glory, his honor his beauty onto you and he will also feed you to provide a more abundant life to you when you are keep giving you will not be dry out because god will continue to add those life add his life into you to provide to you he will provide his beauty the beauty of god's life and also know that here is talking about the grain offering so he will add to you the beauty of the life all the beauty of the good virtue of of Jesus Christ, his love, his kindness, his gentleness, his humility, a life can provide to another life. So God will not let you have a lacking. He will not let you dry out, but he will satisfy you. He will let you be satisfied and satisfied. And so that's why these things will belong to the priests who make the offering. You will not be lacking. He will provide to you. And the fourth blessing for the priest is in verse 10. And every grain offering mixed with oil or dry shall be shared equally among all the sons of Aaron. So here it's talking about all the provision, all the abundant provision. Today, when you become someone who can receive the inheritance, receive the blessing, then there's the rules that it should be shared equally to everyone. And also in your position, maybe you will be elevated by God and you can start to have this channel to provide to more life. God will just keep expanding your life. So the more that you serve, the more you intercede for others, the more you go visit and care for others or helping others or maybe correcting others to help them to get rid of sin and live a pure life. That is the sin offering and the guilt offering. Then in the end, God will give us this grace so that our life can continue to be expand so that I can serve more people. And also it will be shared equally to Aaron and his son. So today it will also mean that it will be shared to your family, to your entire church, to provide to your small group. So maybe today the one who you are carrying, the one who you are leading, maybe they are satisfied, then we will also be satisfied as well because everything will be shared equally. God's 
grace and his abundance is always more than enough. So if you are a small group leader or a pastor or intercessor or always do share gospel and visit and carry or always have this provision, sometimes maybe you won't see the outcome immediately, but don't worry about it. God will add the skin to you. God will add joy to you. He will keep provide to you and he will keep expanding your life to a degree until you become such a patent channel of light that you can provide to so many people and everyone will be satisfied. Don't be disappointed when your serving is not being appreciated by others, when you are not being praised by others. God will never mistreat every single priest who truly serve in front of him and make these offerings for others. The priest who is caring for others, serving for others, and use his effort to kill all these bulls and rams, all these priests, God will definitely provide to them. And let alone that we are the Christian in the New Testament era, our Lord Jesus Christ, he is constantly recording every single process, either when we are praying, interceding, sharing gospel, and pastoring, God will keep provide us. So today, we can ask these four blessings from the Lord. The first one, Lord, may you give me joy. And the second one, Lord, may you give me the skin, give me the beauty, honor, glory to cover on me so I can keep submitting to you. I can be protected by you. And the third one, Lord, may you come provide to my life so that I will never feel lacking. I will have the beauty from Jesus and also my spiritual inner man will be fed. And the fourth blessing, Lord, may you help me to expand me so that I can feed more people. My life, may you can may you bless my family. When I go visit someone, my family can be blessed. When I lead a small group, my family can also be blessed. When I share gospel to someone, my entire church can be blessed. This is the ample blessing that God has for his priest. And next from verse 11 to 15, it's telling us when we are making a peace offering, there are two important key points is something that you can pray about today is that you can ask God to that I really need the anointing from the Holy Spirit at every single moment. So here in verse 12, if he offers it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the thanksgiving sacrifice. Unleavened loaves mixed with oil, unleavened wafers smeared with oil, and loaves of fine flour well mixed with oil. So here the bread, either whatever way it's being mixed and being kneeled, it's actually all talking about that we are constantly being poured out by the Holy Spirit to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. When someone, he's someone who is always giving thanks and giving praise. When you give thanks for many things that happen to you, when you always seek the Lord for every single thing, when you wait upon Him and strive to enter into rest in front of Him, then you have to believe that the Holy Spirit will continue to pour out and to fill you. You know, many people feel that, oh, being filled by the Holy Spirit means that I have to go to a conference, I have to always be speaking in tongues, hallelujah, and maybe I need some very famous pastor to lay hands on me, and only in that kind of atmosphere the Holy Spirit can fill me. But actually here, these verses about peace offering is telling us if you are willing to always give thanks and praise God, and if you really value the fellowship with the Lord, if you are always willing to rest in front of the Lord, then the Holy Spirit's outpouring his anointing his provision can also be as great as much as deep and as wide 
And so this is something that we can ask from the Lord. Don't just feel that, oh, I don't feel anything when I wait upon the Lord. Don't feel that, oh, I am already in such a huge pain, but you're still asking me to praise. I'm not in that mood. But actually, when you do this, you are making a peace offering. And here, this is the timing when the Holy Spirit can fill you, can encourage you, can comfort you, and can add strength to you. And this is one huge key to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And next in verse 13, with the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving, he shall bring his offering with loaves of leavened bread. So in the Bible, most of the sacrifice is asking for unleavened bread. And also, either in New Testament or Old Testament, it's telling us that leaven and yeast is something that we have to avoid. But here, why in verse 13, it says when he's making this peace offering for thanksgiving, he has to offer loaves of leavened bread. And from it, he shall offer one loaf from each offering as a gift to the Lord, as a heave offering. So here, this bread is being leavened by the leaven or yeast. And also, you have to lift it in front of the Lord. So here, it's actually telling us one thing. Remember that these leavened bread is actually us. This is our true status. We are weak. I am a person with leaven. I tend to speak lies. It's hard for me to control my emotion. I feel insecurity about my finance. I have fear in my relationship. And maybe in my life, there is many, many weaknesses, many struggle. And also maybe sometimes when I'm praying, my prayer is very superficial. But this is me. I am the leavened bread. I have to bring myself to the Lord and as a heat offering, Lord, say, Lord, may you have mercy on me. May you accept me. May you forgive me. I ask for your precious blood to cleanse me and to be mixed with the Holy Spirit so that you can continue to remove the leaven from me to keep removed. And today I will not avoid the conviction from the Holy Spirit. So today take the leaven bread and lift it up in front of the Lord. That means whenever Holy Spirit convicts me, I will immediately repent. Whenever someone corrects me, I will know that he loves me. You know, otherwise who will want to correct others, you know? So nowadays, if someone is willing to correct you, to condemn you, you should appreciate them. You should give thanks. Oh, thank you for correcting me. Thank you for your correction and love so that I can continue to follow the Lord. So I can have this peace offering with others. That means I have this unhindered fellowship with others. And so here, this is the meaning of a leavened bread. So when someone call out to you that you are the leaven, you have this, this sin. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for have mercy on me. Thank you for forgiving me. So today, if someone corrects you in your everyday life, give thanks and praise God. If no one is correcting you, then you can ask God, Lord, may you, may your Holy Spirit come and convict me and to correct me so that me each time when I'm making this peace offering to have see this leavened bread is actually reminding me that Lord, I really need your mercy. I really need your grace. Lord, I don't want this sin to hinder my fellowship with you. When I pray, may you listen. May you answer. May you continue to speak to me. Let me to be able to hear your voice. 
And next, and the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering for thanksgiving shall be eaten on the day of his offering. He shall not leave any of it until the morning. So here it's reminding us that we have to always bring ourselves in front of the Lord to ask for a fresh grace and fresh blessing. We shouldn't keep living in the past. You know, sometimes when we hear someone's testimony, it's like five years ago, 10 years ago. It's so long ago. But here, the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering for thanksgiving shall be eaten on the day of his offering and shall not leave any of it until the morning. That means, Lord, today I will ask you for a fresh grace. For someone who is truly living a lifestyle of a peace offering, his grace is always new and every day is new. I will not eat the old one. I will only have the new one. I will only have the fresh one. And today, the peace offering, I want to have this new one. My thanksgiving is new. My praise is new. And my waiting upon you is also new. I want to eat the new thing. But next, there's another special thing in verse 16 to verse 18. But if the sacrifice of his offering is a vow offering or a free will offering, it shall be eaten on the day that he offers his sacrifice and on the next day what remains of it shall be eaten. But what remains of the flesh of the sacrifice on the third day shall be burnt up with fire. If any of the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering is eaten on the third day, he who offers it shall not be accepted. He who eats of it shall bear his iniquity. So here, why the offering for Thanksgiving has to be finished on that day and cannot be eaten on the next day, but here the vow offering and free will offering can be eaten on the second day, is actually telling us for because there's different purpose when we are making this offering. And so that means the practice associate and the experience of God in my life is also different. So here the offering for Thanksgiving is that in maybe in circumstances that God, he proactively do something for me. So I give thanks for her. So here God initiated and I simply just receive it. Lord, thank you for giving me salvation, giving me peace, giving me grace. I feel like I'm not worthy of it. So I give thanks to you. I praise you. So all these thanksgiving has to be new. But here, vow offering is that God is on is passive. He's responding to my request. Lord, I ask you to have a confirmation. Lord, I'm interceding for this thing. Lord, so today, Lord, if you give me my job, if you heal my sicknesses, if you give me my marriage, if you transform everything, I'm willing to make this vow to you. So here actually in the Bible, God takes all these vows very seriously. So you shouldn't make vow lightly or you shouldn't make vow but did not give a vow offering afterwards. God will visit those things. But when we are making this vow offering truly in our faith, God can keep expanding our faith so that we can continue to eat it on the second day that means we can keep experience that expansion of our faith. And that is also true for a free will offering. So free will offering means that there's isn't anything so special happening. I just happens to keep knowing the Lord more. I know his heart more. Maybe not any, nothing specific things happen, but I'm willing to offer up this peace offering so that I can have more close relationship with the Lord. And I'm asking for my hunger. I'm asking for my intimacy. It's not because God has done anything on me. It's not that I'm asking for anything. It's just that I want to simply come and love the Lord and know the Lord more, then here God will continue to expand our heart as well. However, why we cannot keep eating those things on the third day is to remind us, even though we are asking, but we won't ask wrongly. 
When we make a wish, we will not wish wrongly. So when God is expanding our faith, we can keep living in this intimate relationship with Him. So that's why in the book of James, it specifically mentioned about these making vow thing. And also for the free will offering, it's reminding us that in my prayer, I shouldn't ask wrongly. I shouldn't pray out of my selfish ambition. I don't want to be like this. Oh, I'm praying that I have more intimacy with the Lord and is trying to build this image that I'm the most spiritual one. You guys are not spiritual enough. That kind of fake prayer. So here, this eating the sacrifice on the third day is to describing these kind of scenario that you are actually being too over. It's not pure anymore that today your prayer to have more understanding to the Lord, you are making it too over. You Today you're asking for hunger and to seek the Lord. It's too, you behave it too over already. So may the Lord have, some, have mercy on us. So when we are making this free will offering or vow offering, we don't take it lightly. We are not trying to be pretentious. We won't tread upon God's grace. We won't humiliate his name. And I will also not just ask wrongly and take his name in vain. So in verse 19 to 21 is to remind us that any unclean thing shall not be eaten. So we should not tread upon his grace. We shouldn't take serving God lightly. We shouldn't just serve according to our own way. We have to remember that, Lord, I am the leavened bread. I will come and serve you in humility. I will not take it lightly. We shouldn't be like, oh, Monday to Saturday, we always live a life in sin. And suddenly on Sunday, I can come to church and start to serve. If today you are a leader, if you are giving sermon, if you are leading worship, you have to be cautious about your everyday life. God is reminding us each time you can go on to the stage is actually a grace. Each time when you can serve the Lord is a grace. Each time when you can come near to God's heart and to share his words, to lead worship, to bring brothers and sisters to know your, to know his words. Actually, it's a favor from the Lord. So we shouldn't tread upon it. We shouldn't corrupt God's work. So in verse 1 to verse 27 is to remind us what comes from the Lord and what comes from our natural self. We have to have this discernment. We shouldn't just serve by our own will and serve according to my natural passion and even my self-righteousness to serve it according to my own way. It's actually extremely dangerous. And next in verse 28 to 30, here a specifically talk about heave offering and wave offering is to remind us that when we are living in front of the Lord, I will wave it. My heart lives for you. I'm a living sacrifice. I'm not a dead sacrifice. My heart is alive in front of you. And when we do heave offerings that my hand, my feet are all belongs to you and will only work work for you. And next, verse 35 to 38, it gives us a conclusion. So here is the end from chapter 1 to chapter 7. Why does it talk in so detailed, so meticulous, all these five offering, how should the priest do? And all the question that you have, it's concluded in verse 37 and 38, because this is the law of the burnt offering, of the grain offering, of the sin offering, of the guilt offering, of the ordination offering, and of the peace offering. It's all for what? It's all so that we can draw near to God so that we can serve the Lord. 
So next, from chapter 8 to chapter 10, it's talking about for someone who truly understands offering, for someone who truly understands how to live in front of the Lord, how to draw near to His will, how to manage His everyday life, how to repent, how to forgive, how to make restitution, for someone who is carefully responding to these five offering, then he can enter into this glorious calling as a priest. So dear family, this is God's calling for every single Christian. It's not just for a few of us. So today, if you, especially if you want to serve at church, you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention from chapter 8 to chapter 10. It's all so that we can receive this consecration so that we can be a priest that can truly serve the Lord. It's extremely glorious and precious. This is God's calling for every one of us. There's nothing so-called, oh, I am just a regular Christian. I would just get baptized so I can just wave to go to heaven one day. There's no such teaching and there's also no such faith. So next, when we look at chapter 8 from verse 1 to 5, you will see that, oh, these looks very familiar. And when we talk about all these things from Exodus chapter 36 to 40, why do we have to repeat it in Leviticus again? And you know, in the book of Exodus and here in Leviticus chapter 8 to 10, actually, almost everything is the same. There's only one thing different is that from chap Exodus chapter 36 to 40 is a revelation, but for Leviticus chapter 8 to 10 is that you you have to start really doing it. And there's only one thing difference between these two passage is that in chapter 8 verse 3, and assemble all the congregation at the entrance of the tent of meeting. So this is the only differences between Exodus and the book of Leviticus, is that previously it's just telling you, oh, you as a priest, how you should do it, how you can cleanse yourself, how you to wear the clothes, put on the clothes and receive the anointing. In the book of Leviticus, it's also talk about these things to uh, wash clean, to clothe yourself, to be anointed, but here, all these things, you have to do it at the entrance of the tent. And also you have to do it for seven days. So what are we trying to see here? So here in chapter eight, you can make this prayer is that, Lord, may you reveal, reveal the evidence that you have called me. If you are someone who are serving the Lord, then you can ask God for this evidence is that God will assemble all the congregation at the entrance of the tent of meeting. So here in front of everyone to anoint Aaron and his children. So today, if you are if we are looking for someone who is serving God, so you're willing to participate in the ministry, we don't just randomly find someone. We have to find someone that God has truly marked and revealed something on this person and to bring him in front of everyone and ask God to reveal the evidence that God has called him. So here in verse 1 to 5 is telling us that, oh, there's actually some condition for us to serve the Lord, that God has to reveal his evidence that this is the chosen one. So don't feel that every single thing that anyone can come and work, you know, for God's work, it's always better to have less than have more people working on it. God will choose the person to do his work. So today, if you are being anointed by the Lord, being chosen, being called so that you can participate in his serving, that is such a glorious thing. You know, today, the serving at church shouldn't be of shortage, shouldn't be casual or with mixed quality or feel like, oh, as long as there's someone doing it, then that's fine. No, today we have to follow God's principle. For someone who wants to serve the Lord, he will be brought in front of the tent to reveal the evidence to everyone and 
What are the things that has to be revealed? You know, the first thing is that if God has revealed that you are the one to serve Him, then there should be this hunger inside you, this hunger for the Lord. You will be hunger, longing to know God, to love the Lord, to be willing to offer up even more. And the second thing is that here you will have this desire to want to know God's will. You have this longing and desire for His words, have longing for His presence and. Longing for His purity is very important, and also you will have this fear of the Lord, so that I won't. You will not just randomly serve by your way, but you will have this desire, and you, it's so interests you to read the Bible, and you are so longing to spend more time in front of Him. This longing for more praise and prayer, you will have to. Reveal these things, and next, then God will start to reveal that you have this ability and special gift for this specific serving or ministry. And maybe you will start to have an example, set an example in your life, and your attitude, your good attitude of serving, will be manifested in front of people. So today, whether or not you are truly called by the Lord, you have to be put in front of. At the entrance of the tent, in front of everyone, to be manifested that yes, indeed, you are the one who are being chosen. If someone, when he's serving, his attitude is very casual. He doesn't have this fear of the Lord. He doesn't have his passion and hunger. And if you still choose this kind of person to serve the Lord, it will be a huge disaster for church, and it will be a great sin against God. So today, you know, sometimes people will be like, "Oh, let us just grab this person to serve," you know, because he never come to the meet. So I will just ask him to come serve because when he has to serve, then he will come to the meeting. But you never think about if he has lost his hunger, how can you ask him to come serve the Lord? And the same thing is for the worship team. Oh, he's so good at instruments, so good at singing. So I will just bring this person here for the worship team. But is he a true worshiper? Does he have this fear of the Lord? Does he? Love has this hunger and love to praise and love to worship. If you don't find this kind of person and you simply just find someone who is good at singing or instrument, actually you are creating a disaster to the worship session at church. So today we have to help everyone. That from someone want to serve, he has to be have this evidence in front of the entrance of the tent to show that God indeed has His calling for this person to be a worshiper, to be a teacher, to be a pastor, to be an evangelist, to be. He has to have this. Evidence of his hunger, his love, and understanding and fear of the Lord in his everyday life. It will be evident. He has to be revealed in front of everyone at the entrance of the tent, rather than just casually finding something. So today, you can also pray that Lord, you call me when you bring me at the entrance of the tent to reveal the passion, the purity, the calling inside me, the fear of the Lord. Give me the ability, the gift, the joy, so that my serving can be put. In In front of the entrance of the tent, so that can be revealed in front of everyone. And next, in verse six to thirteen, Moses then do three things for Aaron. In verse one to six, he first cleansed them with water, and verse seven to nine is to clothe them with God's beauty. And then verse eleven to thirteen, they sprinkle some of the oil on the altar and pour it on Aaron's head to consecrate him. So there are three things. The first is to cleanse with water, and the second is to clothe them with the holy garment, and the third. 
third thing is the anointing from the oil. So today, I really want to encourage any everyone who want to serve the Lord and want to join God's ministry that you can also pray that Lord each time may you bring me at the entrance of the tent of meeting to reveal your calling on me. And next, Lord, may you continue to wash clean with water with your word so that i always are in front of the bronze basin your water your words can keep cleansing me to cleanse my mind my thoughts my emotion i have to be cleansed completely by you if you are someone who is serving full-time at church or maybe you are um an educator you can ask god to continue to cleanse you with his water and his word and then next ask god to clothe you with jesus to clothe you with the holy garment is actually clothing jesus lord may you become my cover my cleansing my protection let my heart my mind to be transformed by you. Let me be covered by you fully inside out so that when someone see me, they no longer just see me, but they see that I am someone who truly lives in Christ. Jesus is my covering. So today you can ask yourself, am I living in God's order, in God's covering? Do I live a lifestyle that fully lives for the Lord? This is the meaning of clothing with the holy garment. Otherwise, we always have this selfish ambition and many persons serve is also with selfish ambition. I want to have a greater church. I want to build my fame, especially in this time that many people become influencer. You know, many people actually have this selfish ambition. If you are not truly covered by the Lord and be washed clean by the water and be covered by Jesus, clothed with Jesus, then it's really easy for you to be attacked or deceived by Satan. And actually, you are not building New Jerusalem, but you are building the Tower of Babel. So may God to cleanse us and clothe us with Jesus Christ. And the third thing is the anointing from the Holy Spirit. That means be filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you a fully submissive person? Are you a humble person? Do you always live in the conviction of the Holy Spirit? You know, many people, they might not know, but only you know. Today, in the Inner Life Messages of Pastor Grace, in the series of humility and obedience, it talks about that whether or not we have this humility to obey every single prompt from the Holy Spirit, every single guidance from the Holy Spirit, Am I willing to submit to that? These are the meaning of anointing. For it to be meticulously sprinkled on the altar and to pour out on our head. This is the key. So today when I'm actually serving God, when I'm touching God's words, if I only care about whether or not I'm finishing the job, if I don't care about God's guidance, the prompting from the Holy Spirit, then even if you serve at church for 10 years, you are still not stepping into this process of being anointed by the anointing oil. For someone, if you serve the Lord more, you shouldn't just be caring about the finishing the job, but instead you have to care about, am I become more tender in front of you? Am I become more humble, be more submissive and submit to the conviction from the Holy Spirit and submit to his transformation? I should be more and more tender compared to last month or last year. Today, the control from the Holy Spirit should be stricter and stricter rather than the more I serve, oh, my voice can speak louder. I'm no longer under control by others, no longer some Submit to the Lord. No, but instead we should know that all oh, the control from the Holy Spirit, the reminding from the Holy Spirit is become stricter and stricter. I've 
notice that I cannot just speak casually anymore. I cannot just think whatever I want to think anymore. My emotion, my thoughts is being controlled by God's words. This is the meaning of anointing. This anointing can limit us in God's will so that I no longer have my own ambition and desire. I only want God. I only want God himself. I only want God's desire. That's the meaning of washing, clothing, and anointing. So from verse 14 onwards, for seven days consecutively, Aaron and his children, they have to live at the entrance of the tent and to keep offering these three offerings. And so from verse 14 to 36, they start to serve. And so they are serving in the tent for seven days and they dwell there for seven days. So to ask God to continue to reveal that we are really being called by the Lord. And next, you have to truly do these three things in your everyday life and don't take it lightly. You really need to do these three things. So verse 14 to 17, the first thing is the sin offering. So we can pray that Lord, may you do a radical, complete cleansing in my life to remove any corruption so that I can truly live in front of you. Ask for the covering and the cleansing from the precious blood. Lord, may you convict me, cleanse me, and forgive me. Forgive the words I say. Forgive the eyes that I see, my ears, my whole heart, my emotion. Through the sin offering, I will have no, I will no longer be in depth in my conscience to you. And whenever the Holy Spirit convicts me, I will immediately repent and so that I can truly live in front of you. And next from verse 18 to 21 is the burnt offering. Lord, may you help me so that everything that I do can be accepted by you. I don't do things according to my desire, my ambition. I'm not trying to build my own kingdom. So when I offer my burnt offering, I offer myself to you. Everything that I do, I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to quiet in front of you. The thing that you ask me to do, I will do. If you don't ask me anything that I can quiet down just to serve you. Today, you know, many people who are serving God, they cannot stop and they are being chased after by many ministries, by the needs from the people. And we only serve God's heart at last. So today you have to adjust your priority. The burnt offering is the second thing that you should do. So for someone who first being cleansed from his sin, the next thing that he has to do is to offer the burnt offering. Lord, today I'm called to serve you first. I'm called to serve, satisfy your need first. So today, you know, apostles in the book of Acts, they found that, oh, there are many needs from the people, but the apostle says that it's not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. We will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So prayer means the prayer in front of the Lord to first satisfy God and to preach the ministry of the word is to spread God's word. So these two things, is for someone who offered a burnt offering, it should be their priority. It's my priority to first satisfy God's heart. And next, from verse 22 to 30, they are offering up a ram. It's actually talking about peace offering. So today I have to learn this thing that I have to have this intimate fellowship with the Lord every day. I have to hear God's voice. My hand, my feet, my ears has to put on blood. So that means I really my fellowship with the Lord seriously when I read the Bible, when I pray, when I wait upon Him, when I seek God's will. This is something that I have to do in front of 
before any ministry. Don't feel that oh, this thing is good, this thing is bad. They think the church can grow. This I can share the gospel and have this outreach event. So don't do it according to your own will, but learn to have this fellowship with God to really seek His will to ask Him. If He asks me to do it, then I will do it. For these kind of person, they can truly have their wave offering and heave offering in front of the Lord, so that they can truly live in front of the Lord. So today, seriously do these three things. Today, you can make this prayer in front of the Lord. If you are joining in a ministry, if you have this responsibility for pastoring, or you are full time um, coworker at church, don't let to do list to fill your everyday schedule. But instead, do these three things today, Lord. I will offer my sin offering to you. May you have conviction in me. Everything that I need to change, the things that I need to repent, the things that I sin against others. May you convict me. And the second thing, I will offer up my burnt offering, Lord. I want to always please you. I want to be pleasing to you. I want to know your heart, Lord. I let go any selfish ambition inside me. All my desire, my face, I will let go. I just want to serve you and satisfy you. And the third thing is a peace offering, Lord. What do you want to speak to me today? What do you want me to do today? I will seek your will. I don't do it at my own will. I don't walk in front of you, but I will also not fall behind you. I will walk with you closely. So today, these three offering can protect you, so that all your serving today will be counted in eternity in front of God. Amen.